one to the Outtakes Movie Podcast. We are back and we are still going on our quest to go through every single movie ever made and objectively rank them best to worst of all time. I'm joined as always by my amazing team. Amelia, how's things? Hello, things are good. Nice. Joe, what's going on? Pretty good. Rad. And Jacob, how's you? I is good. Good, good. Excellent news. So this week we are covering... Ridley Scott's Alien, which came out 6th of September 1979. So let's have a look back into the world of pop culture and see what things were going on. And to be honest with you, I've not really got a lot going on here because so we'll start in the world of pop charts. I thought we were going to do okay, right? Number 40 was Voulez-vous, ABBA. Classic. Classic. I was like, okay, okay. Well, in the height of ABBA, this is going to be good, right? So imagine my surprise when I don't recognize fucking anything until number two. <laughs> right? From 40 to number two, and that song is Cars by Gary Newman. Oh, okay. Yeah. Which feels a lot more 80s than it does 70s. Um, yeah. And yeah. number one, though, was more 70s. Uh, we Don't Talk Anymore by Cliff Richard. Mad. It feels like the 70s and the oncoming 80s were kind of having a bit of a tug of war at the top of the charts. Mm. I always think this yeah. was from it was the 79. 80s. Yeah, it's that, it's that tail end. It's where, it's where Alien and Star Wars and everything was like changing pop culture and sci-fi. And like, yeah, we think of that as being an 80s thing, really. Um, mm. In the cinema, it was really weird, right? It was really weird. In the US, there was so much just like nonsense, weird, like... I don't even know, like, thrillers or westerns. And I was like, I've never heard of any of these. I don't want to discuss any of these. What the fuck? So I've narrowed it specifically down to... Nice. I've narrowed it down specifically to the UK, right? Which had a wildly different release, um, cinema release window than the US did. So you could have gone seen, seen Alien, which came out on the 6th. Or you could have seen the Porridge movie. The Ronnie oh Barker God. prison comedy. The TV oh, sitcom yeah. commentary yes. thing. Or That's so British. Isn't it? It's very British. I don't know that any of the humour in that show would extend to any country. I think it would just bounce straight off. And you could have maybe seen Moonraker. James Bond. James oh, Bond. Bond. Yeah, James yes. Bond. Uh, I can imagine like more people would have gone to watch that than this to be honest mm-hmm. i don't know for sure this. i did see a box office number but i have not seen the one for alien so i couldn't really compare con- contrast and if i think if i if i was to look now i'd probably just be guessing what the moon record number was but yeah, i don't know it's weird because it's bond but it was the hokey bond and like mm. yeah. yeah we'll see and in the world of gaming well there wasn't really anything going like home gaming hadn't really started yet the arcades have been around for a while but i did get this one little factoid so in September, we saw the release in Europe of the NEC PC 8001, which was one of the first European home computers that had made its way. Like, we're really early territory. Like, I'm not surprised if you've not heard of what that is. It's just we're really early days of, like, home computing. What I want to ask you all in 1979, how much do you think this rudimentary home computer might have set you back? Bearing in mind, I've adjusted the price for modern day. So we're, ca- talking, oh, about mo- we're okay. talking about modern money. How much do you reckon okay. it would roughly cost you? 1,500. Okay. I was going to say like maybe three grand, two, three grand. Okay. 
Amelia, any guesses? Yeah, I was thinking because my dad obviously grew up in this era, and he used to say you could get on the bag, uh, get on the bus for five pence, get a bag of chips for two pence, and then he'd have money to play in the arcades as a kid. So I was going to say in their days, fifty pounds, which probably yeah would be about five hundred to a thousand pounds, possibly. I don't know. Okay, so in today's money, this home computer would have set you back roughly. Two thousand eight hundred and fifteen pounds and ninety four pence. Yeah, well done, Jesus. Joe. Wow. Uh, Oof. But in the world of cinema, of course, we had Ridley Scott's Alien, which I think, out of everything we've talked about so far, is probably one of the, the better things to have happened. Certainly, one of the most noteworthy. Joe, tell us all about mm. this movie. So, Alien, uh, classic film, directed by Ridley Scott, written for film by Dan O'Brien. Uh, it stars Sigourney Weaver. You got Tom Skirt. That's how you say his name. Um, like a rapper. John Hurt. Yeah, man. Tom Skirt. Uh, like John Hurt, Veronica Cartwright, Harry Dean, Yefit Koto, and Ian Holm. There's really not a big cast. That's kind of the the main. All the other people is like the like, the guy who plays was in like the Xenomorph suit, and the woman who does the voice of mother. But does she do the voice of mother? It's just that woman who announces stuff. Yeah. She's like, hey, the ship's going to blow up. Um, but then obviously right, we've got, um, yeah, exactly. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, we've hey, got the, the alien. <laughs> and Sigourney Weaver's like running around. Um, we've got the alien or the xenomorph, as it's called in the film, which was famously designed by H.R. Geiger and his weird phallus-shaped artwork. Um, he designed the actual alien and he designed like the alien ship that defined like the egg on. Um, and you know, the, the aliens probably like one of the most iconic hundred percent like things mm-hmm. in size five for like, you know, he's almost as kind of iconic as like Darth Vader or like Hal from 2001. You know what I mean? It's really, really great film. Um, like when people ask me what my favorite film is, I always say like, this is one of them because I've just, I've seen it so many times. Uh, I've like watched this in the cinema when it was like 40 years old. Was it last year? Yeah, within last year. Nice. So I've seen it in the cinema. And even though I'd seen it so many times, seeing it in the cinema actually kind of made it a bit scarier again. Oh my God, I can It's kind of weird. It's just, eerie. it's just a bit eerier when it's like on this huge screen and the sound's really, it's mad. It's really, if you ever get the opportunity to watch it in the cinema, do it. It's sick. Um, There's a really good um, video on, on the internet called Scanline, which talks about like the benefits of VHS and uses Alien a lot as um as a as a descriptor. Like I kind of had a similar experience. I um streamed this movie from somewhere, and uh, I did not receive it in the best quality. Let's say that. Um, so I certainly had a, a, an experience that was akin to the VHS version. So as someone who's seen it like on a fuck off massive screen, you tell me if this is better or worse on on, on the cinema screen. I actually found it more suspenseful and more scary when it was kind of fuzzy, the same way it might have been on a VHS, because mm. you can never quite be sure that nothing is in the dark. That's the case that this video makes that I'd recommend everyone goes out to see. And it's certainly the yeah. experience that I had in like pure, like pixel perfect quality on a big cinema. Did you find that it was kind of lesser because you know, nothing's there? Weirdly not. Okay. Like, I mean, because when I went to watch it anyway, I'd seen it, God knows. So I knew the film backwards anyway. Yeah, yeah. So I knew all the bits. But even though it's like, even though it was like really clear and it was huge, it's still just kind of dark as well. So like the, um, like 
the dark come... I don't know, it's weird. Like, you see less when it's bigger, which is really strange. So, yeah. It, it, it's, 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 it's definitely worth watching the cinema, purely for, like, the, the, um, like the sound and everything as well. Yeah. Just amazing, like, the music and shit. Like, the opening scene in the cinema is amazing. Um, but, yeah, saying all that, saying how much I love it, it kind of saddens me that when I was like doing my notes for this film, I was watching it and doing the notes and I just writing all the stuff down and reading it back. I was just reading it back and it was just so boring <laughs> reading all the stuff back. I was reading it like, oh man, the plot. I was reading the plot back and I was like, oh, this is so boring. Well, we, um, we, we discussed it slightly waiting for you to show up. There's, with, with Alien, all of the events are kind of like big if that makes sense like, like and but wildly separated like if you took out all of the moments of people just looking around a corridor which you shouldn't because they're, they're very well yeah. implemented they're well shot and build a lot of suspense but if you did alien might be a 25 or 30 minute movie well yeah yeah this is it. so like, it makes sense that it, to break it down would be just like oh this happens and this guy dies and this guy's an event and this guy dies like well, you know yeah. what i mean like i'm just I was watching it. I was watching it, and I was like, "I was like, ah oh, man, I don't want to keep pausing it." So I was doing notes, but then it occurred to me as I was doing notes, it was only minor stuff. And I was reading the back, I was like, "Oh man, this is gonna be really boring." <laughs> if it's boring for me to read, it's boring for people to listen to. Yeah, you know what yeah, I mean? Of so I was like, "Okay." If it was any other film, if it was a film that's not as popular, then I would have just you know stuck it out and just figured out a way. But because this is Alien. I feel like is that right? Have any of you guys seen this before watching it for this? Yeah, I have. It's one yeah. of my dad's favourites, but I'd never seen it. You never it's... watched it, Amelia? No. Crazy. Wow. It's amazing. It's one of the best cipher films ever. <laughs> but but well, right, the whole thing with Alien is you can find like hundreds of videos on YouTube talking about the facts and the behind the scenes and like, if I would just went out through all of that, it would, I'd just be repeating all the stuff. Yeah. You know what I mean? So I thought, right, I was going to try something a bit different this week. Um, and it, it might actually mean that the episode's shorter. But, you know, we'll see, we'll see, we'll see. Um, you know, like, yeah, like I said, I know a lot of the background stuff for this anyway because I studied the fuck out of this film for my coursework in college. So, like, I had to learn everything about it and weirdly it didn't destroy the my love for the film like it did with vertigo i can still watch this i can still sit through it um because vertigo is a trash movie <laughs> 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 um but yeah yeah so it didn't think it i studied it I, like i probably studied it just as much as i did it as vertigo but i think because i chose to study this i i I don't know. Like with it wasn't Vertigo, forced it was kind down of, your throat yeah. kind of yeah. thing. Like, like with Vertigo, it was like... <laughs> Sorry, well, I couldn't... Yeah, I couldn't really watch... I can't really watch Shaun of the Dead anymore, really. I can watch it, I guess, but I can't really watch it. I don't really like it that much. I mean, I might have said that in the episode, yeah. but yeah. It's the same. Whereas with this, I chose to watch... I chose this to be the film I studied, so it didn't feel like... Like, I did as much of the research. I watched it as many times as I, like decided i want to watch it whereas yeah. vertigo i had to constantly be have it all like on repeat to get okay. all the stuff but um but yeah so what i'm gonna do is instead right i'm gonna go through the plot 
um, really quickly. I've got the plot kind of written down in like a short section. And then instead of just going through the plot like that we normally do, I've kind of structured it as like, I've got a general question for all three of you at the end of the, doing the plot. And then I've got a question for each individual person okay. tailored to like what I know that person's most interested in. Okay. 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 So it's going to, so instead of talking directly about the film, we're going to kind of get our opinions kind of, it's going to be a discussion is what I'm getting at. So let me just go through the plot really quick. Okay. So like we said before, the plot's pretty simple. Um, it's uh, 21-22 and the crew of the US CSS Nostromo. I don't know what the bit that begins stands for. I'm assuming United States something colonial. Communist. Something something. Yeah, maybe. Yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah, the Nostromo with the ferrying materials back to Earth from some distant mining colonies. Um, the whole crew is in suspended animation during the, sh- the, the ship's journey. But then halfway home, uh, they're woken up to respond to a distress call that the Nostromo's AI operator mother has picked up. Um, the crew investigate the distress call and find a crashed alien ship on some like uncharted um, like alien world. Um, and when the crew enter the ship, they find like thousands of strange eggs. Um, when one of the eggs hatch, this little small creature alien thing attaches itself to one of the crew's faces, and you know you've got that classic kind of alien face hugger thing. It's yeah, so unsettling. I, I, I hate it. Yeah, it's that. That's the whole thing <laughs> with this film is like because the alien itself is based very much like the whole idea of it like planting eggs in you and then the the alien bursting out it's very much like a natural thing like i think we discussed it things do it when we were doing the witch and we were talking about how that movie makes you uncomfortable and making you see things you wouldn't want to see yeah but i criticized it for being very unsubtle very uncreative and doing that and i'm pretty sure i mentioned alien in that because this movie what it's doing is it's using rape imagery like yeah. the design of the face hugger is specifically designed to look like a vagina. The whole planting eggs thing that's very intrusive, that's very invasive. And the design of the xenomorph on top of that is very phallic. You know, it Penis. U- yes. Yeah. <laughs> it <laughs> uses all of these ideas without just like it could just show you like a rape, but it doesn't. It's more creative about that, but it still gives you that same sense of oh, I really yeah. don't like this. It, and it that's just makes you uneasy. Creatively, yeah. that's that's much that's a much better way to do it. I think. Yeah. It's like, there's like the bit in the film when they show like John Hurt with the thing, with the, 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 the alien on his face and they do like an x-ray and you can see like the pipe going like down his yeah. throat. And into yeah. His, it's just really unsettling. You're like, bleh, makes you like want to, this gives you like shivers. Um, but yeah, yeah. The, so the, the face hugger gets onto John Hurt's face and they take him back to the Nostromo um, where they find that it's like grasped on and like I said it's got like a throat down it's got like a like a, a pipe thing down his throat and it's like keeping him alive um, they don't know what it's doing so they try to like laser it off and it turns out it's got like acid blood so they can't just kill it um, you know so they're all thinking out what to do but then it just kind of detaches itself from him and he's free and he seems perfectly fine he's a bit sweaty but he's like ah I feel okay <laughs> I'm a bit hungry though, you know what I mean? So they're like, right, well, I mean, it's detached itself. I guess nothing bad has happened. <laughs> Let's just go back to sleep. Um, so they go, you know, they go off. They have like a nice crew meal. They're kind of doing some light celebrating considering they think their fellow crewmates unharmed. But then 
John Hurt starts convulsing and he's like dying. And apparently, a little fact for you, um, obviously they read the, 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 the actors read the script, they knew how it was going to go. But um, the bit were basically, yeah, for, for those who haven't seen it, <laughs> what listening, um, the alien comes out of his, bursts out of his chest and it's this little tiny little alien thing. But when they were filming that, Ridley Scott wanted like a genuine reaction. So the crew knew what was going to happen, but they didn't know how it was going to work. So the bit where it kind of explodes, his chest explodes and blood goes everywhere and everyone kind of screams. That's like a genuine reaction from the crew because they weren't told how any of it was going to work. So yeah, that's kind of cool. Like the blood gets on. I think it's, um, who get, who's it get, who's, who's it get on? It's the woman who's on Sigourney Weaver. Yeah, yeah, she gets like a the face woman, full of blood. Yeah, the the woman played by Veronica Cartwright as well. She gets like she her face is like right over it and blood just goes all over her, and like genuinely, there's a shot where she like screams and falls back like that, and that was actually her reacting to getting blood like splattered on her face. I remember so um, one of the one of the, it wasn't the first time but it was one of the first times I saw this movie it was actually in high school. Um, we had a we did like an experimental media studies course, right? It was we were like the first year that they were trialing it, and our teacher was rad, right? And he basically okay. just came in and he said, right, so we're gonna we're gonna watch a movie, and I want to teach you about building suspense. And then he stuck the Alien movie box set on the table, and he said, and if anyone asks, we didn't watch these movies. <laughs> wow. <laughs> um, so he, he stuck in Alien. And watch it through because that bit with John Hurt that's maybe like what like 40 minutes to an hour in something like that it's around that kind of mark yeah, yeah. it's kind of yeah <laughs> and he'd done enough preamble that as the lesson was ending he just paused it on John Hurt doing all those horrible motions and stuff and then like a lot of the people that were in that were in the class were like oh my god no what happens we gotta, we gotta know what happens because they'd never seen it before. we gotta know what happens and I'm like giggling I'm like do you do you and it's like no we really want to know and he just went well if you want to know you just go home and watch it and then the next lesson I remember a bunch of girls being like oh we watched it why the hell did you make us watch that it was disgusting <laughs> sir what the hell <laughs> well I remember like the very first time I watched this with Beth she had weirdly she had no idea about that scene at all I don't know how She's lived, she'd lived like, it must have been like 17 years without ever hearing about the bloody ch- alien chestburster scene. It's like one of those iconic yeah. sci-fi horror films. People always joke about ever. it. Like, I think we've well, joked yeah. about it in school. We're like, ah, oh, like, yeah. exactly. <laughs> like, It's been done in so much other stuff, but she had no idea what it was. And it genuinely, like, when it happened, it genuinely got her, like, it scared her. And I was like, are you mad? Like, how, do you, how did you not know about this? I've also so I had no remembered. idea. I was like, whoa. I experienced someone actually seeing it for the first time. We, um, it was insane. If we mentioned it like last week when we were doing Hitchhiker's Guide, we mentioned Spaceballs. And oh, yeah. they parody yeah. that scene in Spaceballs. Where with John Hurt. With well. John Hurt. Dance along the, yeah. And he goes, yeah. oh no, not again. And then it bursts <laughs> out. Yeah. Um, it's much more clean in Spaceballs and then it does a little dance on the table. It's great. Um, <laughs> like a top hat and a cane as well, yeah. I saw that movie before I saw Alien. And like, I, I must have seen that movie when I was like maybe 10, 11 or 12. So I didn't even have the context of it being from Alien. It was the most fucking bizarre thing I'd ever seen. <laughs> yeah. And I was like, I remember watching that Alien for the enough. first time and I was like, oh my God, it's the scene from Spaceballs. What the fuck? <laughs> oh, <laughs> no. 
It's like, well, that's the guy from Spaceballs. Up to that's his top hat. <laughs> oh no! So when I watched Spaceballs, I'd already seen Aliens, so I was very much aware of the of, of the of the 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 the, the reference. That's the word I'm looking yeah. for. But yeah, fam- big famous scene. Everyone, like, if you've if you've not seen the film, I feel like you might have seen this that scene. Or oh, you've definitely seen it referenced in something. Must have been, yeah. Just blood, I bet the Simpsons have referenced it at least once. Oh, yeah, definitely. So 100% I'm pretty sure seen I've it. seen, like, a Simpsons version of the, of, you know, the Xenomorph, mini Xenomorph. Like, I imagine there, it, it exists. Um, but, yeah, so John Hurt dies, obviously, because the thing comes out of his chest. And this little alien runs off, and they're like, oh, shit, it's free on the ship. So they kind of, you know, the the... the they kind of go about kind of trying to like flush it out. So they're all doing the different things. They think it's just this tiny little thing. It's like nothing. But then one of the crew wanders into like the engine room or something. I don't the actually know what this room's room is meant to be. The, room the chain chains. room that's <laughs> leaking water for some reason as well. No idea what it's meant to be. Um, and he uses that weird greasy water to like wash his face or something. But then... The alien, it's now like fully grown, adult size, comes in, absolutely fucks him up. And then that's when they realise, right, this is like a serious thing. Um, so they realise that it's using the vents. So they send the captain into the vents and he gets absolutely fucked up. What a because, bad idea, can yeah, I just like, say? You know what I mean? Like <laughs> going into the vent. like had a flamethrower. Fine. Well, yeah, I know, but like this thing, it's like... Oh. I'd just like to say, yeah. there, was, there, was, there, was two, there was two moments in this movie that made me laugh when I don't know that I was supposed to. And one of them was this scene. Was it the bit where he shines at and he goes like, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. he goes, Wah! yeah. <laughs> I think everyone laughs. We used to joke it that. It might as whole... well have literally said boo. You know? <laughs> well, yeah. yeah. Like, we used to joke that that particular bit is that it reveals that this whole time the alien just wanted a hug for everyone. <laughs> but everyone was just really scared of him. And he's like, he's like Lenny from Of Mice and Men. He just accidentally kills people because he doesn't know his own strength. He gets too affectionate. So yeah, that's, that's what it is. That's what it is. And now, it, you know what I mean? That's, that's the whole plot. It's the whole plot of the film. He's just secretly the good guy and everyone's the bad guy. It's a plot twist at the end. But yeah, um, Captain dies. Um, and they're left with only maybe like I think it's three of them well technically four but then it's revealed that one of them the doctor is actually an android and that it's his directive to bring the creature back to earth so it can be examined and because Ripley wants to you know kill it he then tries to kill Ripley but then everyone gets in and gets on him and fucking fucks him up chops his head off and then is that Bilbo Baggins? it is yeah I think Ian Ian Holmes yeah yeah, I, I, um, I, I thought I recognised him, and then because he didn't have like the mad frizzy hair, <laughs> yeah. completely threw me off. Yeah, that, that's who it is. Yeah, um, but then we get that really thingy bit where, like, that's that, that was the one thing with watching on the cinema. Like the special effects hold up, but they don't. Like this particular bit, yeah, it's I very clearly what, yeah. like a mannequin that they've propped up the head. And then cut yeah. to Ian Holmes sticking his head through a table. Yeah, even stuff gone like even with my like iffy stream quality, I could tell instantly like where yeah. the cuts but, were happening and yeah. But then saying that though, like I I don't mark the film down for it because it is 1979. Like to be fair, like it's good for 1979. Like they they, oh, they tried yeah. the best. The one thing I did notice actually, I don't know if you guys noticed it. Like in the wires for the wires, they use. 
those like plastic string things that they use on like Christmas decorations where it's like a clear plastic, but then the end glows like a, a, a colour and they use like loads of them. Oh, like the, the fibre optic things. Yeah, yeah. We used to have one in our like, um, in our like porch when I was younger, so I like recognise them every single time I see it. And I'm like, ah, that's what they used, I know. I know that from the real <laughs> world. Um, but yeah, so with only three of them left, they find out from the android that the company wants the alien and they're like, fuck that. Fuck that noise. They're going to kill us. So they go about just detonating, blowing up the ship, and with the alien still inside, on, on the ship. However, alien kills two of the crew members. Ripley's like, ah, fuck. She tries to turn off the self-destruct. Mother's being a bitch. An actual quote from the film. <laughs> um, and she's like, right, fuck it. Just about manages to get to the escape pod in time with the cat. There's a cat throughout the whole thing. Meant to, forgot to mention that. There's a cat. That's the, that's the other character. Um, there, so she watches the, the ship explode and you think, ah, she got away. Yeah, the alien's gone. Plot twist, the alien isn't gone. It's snuck into the escape pod with her and she makes one last attempt to kill it. She opens the shuttle doors. There's that really cool scene that they always use for, from this film where she's got like she's wearing the helmet but the alien's like right behind her yeah so it's like it's like thingy and like all the flashing lights and stuff that's like on the box for my copy of it like that particular shot that's a really cool shot um because like all the stuff the, the, the production that designed this film is fucking amazing it's a sta- it so it's much. outstanding isn't it it's not yeah, that's like, not age today um, like to give you like an idea of how in-depth it was they put one of the guys on the production team, like production design team, invented a, like a code system to be used by the. It's designed to be used on the by the crew, but it never focuses. It's just in the background the whole time, and it's named something. Like they invented like little symbols for all the different stuff, and you can just see it throughout the ship. But it was that in depth, the production design, that it's just little stuff like that makes it really good. Um, I remember like yeah. like watching it the first time and getting to that scene in the escape pod, and uh, it, it's it's funny the way they kind of like like pull pull your attention away from things like because she's about to get in the sleep chamber thing, so she undresses and that's immediately like trying to pull your eyes away for it's like look at Sigourney Weaver, don't look at the set, look at Sigourney yeah. Weaver, and then she's not been doing anything for too long that you kind of start to look back at the set again. And I remember, I remember noticing, I was like looking at the walls, and I was like, holy shit, that's really smart. A lot of the the pipes and stuff in the walls look like the xenomorph's head. That's really cool. Like it's yeah. uh, <clears throat> not knowing that another twist was about to come. I was like, oh, it's unnerving me. It's making me think it could be anywhere, and then it actually was there. I was like, ah, oh, you got me. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> Yeah. Well, that was it. Like, it's thingy. I love, I love the way they do that. Like, it's just so thingy. That's the really good thing about, like... Like, it just blends... It's weird, isn't it? Because even though the ship itself is... Like, the alien ship's designed in a way that looks like the Xenomorph. Yeah. But then the ship, the normal human ship... It's just... It just blends in so well anyway. Yeah. It's because... I think it's I because... Know, it's just... Like, we... Now pop culture wise we recognize the xenomorph first because it's because it is such an iconic design 
But when you pull yourself back to 1979 before this movie comes out and no one has recognized it before, your design influences are like, well, I know I need to hide this monster inside an industrial ship. What do I make it look like? I make it look like pipes. Yeah. Easy. Like, you know what I mean? It's really difficult to try and imagine. Like, if I watch this film now, it's not got the same impact because everyone knows what the xenomorph looks like it's yeah. literally one of the most iconic aliens in like fiction my guy so fought it's really... the predator exactly there's been <laughs> so many films we've seen him in bloody cgi now seeing him in cgi just ruins the whole thing yeah yeah he's not scary anymore real talk it's just that it kind of like, like brought it back like seeing seeing this cause it's been a couple of years since i've seen it and that shot where he's where he's in the chain room <laughs> And it drops down behind him and then slowly stands up. I was kind of in awe because it's an excellent yeah. design and it's an excellent costume. So much so that like it doesn't, it doesn't, it didn't matter that it was a guy in a suit in 1979, and it shouldn't matter that it's a guy in the suit in 20 when yeah. 2018 was it Alien Covenant or something? Something like that. Do you know what I mean? 2018, 2017. Should have just fucking stuck with what worked. Like Godzilla in Japan. Don't just use CGI to enhance things because this, it fucking works. When I can see it and it feels real, that's more effective. That's way more effective. Like when it moves, when it moves like someone in a suit. It's got a sense of reality, a gravity, a weight in the scene. And it's like, yeah. We literally have creature actors as well these days that literally their whole thing is to be like a creature. So why wouldn't you get these guys involved? Well, yeah, it's just... The one downside, I think, of it is right at the end when she does successfully get it out of the airlock and you just see it. Like, you see it's... Yes, I will agree with that. It's the white pod and you go, ooh, that looks kind of shit. But up up until that point, it was... Yeah, exactly. But up until then, it looks absolutely spectacular. Yeah, when you can't see it at all, it hides it really well. It's like, he did the same thing, really, Scott, they did the same thing with Blade Runner. Like, they had, like, no money to make the set split, so they just converted, like, the New York backlot into, like... They just added a shit ton of neon lights to it, but it was still really obvious what it was. Rain. Literally. (laughs) So he was like, right, stick some rain in there, make it night, get some smoke, sorted. And now that's the whole aesthetic of the film. Yeah. It's a similar thing with this. Like, that scene at the very end ruins it a bit because you can see him very clearly Do you know what I think the issue backdrop. is I don't know I did, the backdrop is part of it like the, the contrast the super contrasting colours in black and white that make a definitive outline but yeah. also it's as he's on those wires and he's just swinging about it's the first time the xenomorph stands like a man if that makes sense just he's, yeah his yeah. legs are really straight yeah whereas like I think if, if it was maybe like a side profile and it was still doing the weird like with the vertebrae is all curved weird and it doesn't look yeah. I still think even with the contrast that would have looked better I think it was just a poor like choice like, wor- like what crouching from yeah like he could have done it better where like he was like crouching with like his back hunt, hunt, like hunched or something I don't know yeah but yeah anyway she shoots the alien out of the back of the ship and you know, he's, he's gone, that's it. She gets in the little thing, she leaves a one last uh, ship log saying, you know, explaining the events of the, the film and saying that she hopes to reach uh, the closest colonies within like a few weeks, which if you've seen the sequels, you know she does not. Um, but that's a whole other thing. But yeah, that, that, that's the film. Uh, it's, you know, it's classic, it's amazing, never gets old, well, for me. Um, I think that's fair. But yeah, it's, I, 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 it's an amazing film. Anyone who hasn't watched it needs to watch it because it's fucking sick. 
but yeah, so right, we said before, didn't we, that um, the, yeah, so you've all watched it before, except for you, Amelia, obviously. Like, if you, like, Sam and Jacob, if you can remember, what was like the first experience? This is the, this is the general question I mentioned before, by the way. That very first, like, experience you had watching the film, like, what was it like? For the very first time you watched it, like, did you go in blind or was it, did you know everything, like, beforehand? Do you know what I mean? Like, because it's alien. So, me, I, I couldn't go in blind. This was my problem. I didn't, I didn't know very much about the specifics of the movie. Um, But like I said, I'd, I'd already seen parodies of the chest bursting scene. Um, I think I might even have seen Alien vs. Predator. I definitely played the old PC game, like from like 2000, 2001, 2000 something. Um, and as a result, like, yeah, I, I don't know. It's it, The Alien, by the time I'd seen it, was so pop culturally relevant that even though yeah. I didn't know the specifics of the movie, I still felt very acquainted with it. That being said, I was very impressed with it because the reality of Alien vs. Predator is that it, they're really trashy whereas this yeah. was really high quality you know so it was like it was suddenly like i understood why alien versus predator would have been important and special in the first place if that makes sense so yeah. it's like a, it was kind of like a reverse like i was aware of it but now it's strengthened yeah fair enough i think mine was kind of similar my very first exposure to it was my dad had it on vhs and i can clearly remember the vhs cover it was just black it said alien at the top and it was like a weird spooky silhouetted head and yeah. the big red 18 in the bottom left corner and for the longest yeah. time i was like dad i, I want to watch that i was like seven yeah and he was like no you're not <laughs> watching it you're not doing no. that and then i think eventually i must have been 14 15 maybe he let me watch aliens the sequel we watched yeah. that one first because that one's more of an action movie than a yeah. horror. Yeah. And I think he was like, oh, yeah, this this is fine. You can watch this. I think he must have really, like, recently rewatched it on film four or something. And upon rewatching it, went, yeah. okay, I will allow my son to watch this. Um, yeah, this isn't as bad as I remember it being. Yeah. So we watched, we watched Aliens first, and I'm pretty sure I must have seen that two or three times before I then went back to watch Alien. Because he always said Aliens is better but i think he just prefers action movies so i watched that one first yeah, so going yeah. into this one i wasn't as blown away as if i'd gone in completely blind i think but i think that's because i had the mindset of what aliens is instead of this one but still yeah every time i watch it it's like this this film is absolutely cracking um yeah it's like a proper yeah. thing you film is <laughs> like it's like a proper like dad film in a sense that like <laughs> everyone's dad lo- loves this film like my dad loves yep. this film i know all my mates dads love this film but like we love this film as well so that like our kids are gonna say that about us but, like, oh yeah it'll be proper <laughs> yeah. dad's film it's well sick do you know what i mean it's a generational say, film say, sorry no go on amelia go on no i was just gonna say before because obviously you said about going in blind like and like what was your first like thing of this what i will add to this really quickly is that my first exposure to this was when I actually wasn't even born yet, in the sense that my... So like you say, like, this is why I'm saying, like you said, it's such a dad thing. This is one of my dad's favourite films. And back in ye olde days, my dad used to play the PlayStation and like all that kind of stuff. And so my mum said that he used to play the Alien game, the original Alien game, where you'd whack out a tracker and it'd be like, boom, 
boom to try and find and apparently that sound something along the lines of like that sound would actually soothe me as a baby in her tummy <laughs> and that's like, amazing and like when I so like my some of like the first things I ever heard as a kid is the alien tracker <laughs> Oh man, imagine what you'd be like playing like Alien Isolation. I you'd be falling asleep to it. I'd be shit. That sound, yeah, like, everyone else like panicking because it's getting close and you're still like, oh man, I'm a bit relaxed here, you know. <laughs> so yeah, sorry, carry uh, on, I just thought it was uh, funny. All, all I was going to say was to add on to you, because Jacob, you mentioned you think that Aliens is better if you like action movies and Alien is better if maybe you prefer horror, that kind of thing like yeah. it's that's that's way right it's not necessarily that people are off because this is an experience i had is, is before before i watched it i was i mentioned to someone i knew at high school that I, w- I was wanting to watch it and he said oh no just don't just watch aliens it's better alien is it's just it's only good if you fucking have a massive hard on for corridors that was what he said <laughs> to me right yeah fair enough <laughs> i understand where he's What's coming he from i just yeah, understand where enough. he's coming from um, but like when I, but I, I think it is just a case of like he preferred the the action and and, and, and more of a, a, a proper sense of progression. When I watched the movie for the first time, I immediately I, I know the introduction. It, it is slow. It is slow. If you want to criticize it for being slow, I think you're fair to do so. But I think the idea, at least what I got from it, was that what you're being shown is, fuck, this is a massive fuck off ship. It's huge it's huge and if you were being chased around it there would be very little you could do about it you know yeah and i know going in because this is a slasher movie that people are about to be chased through it you know mm-hmm. <laughs> like I, yeah. I got what yeah. i was being told and maybe there's an argument to made that you are over told it but i think it works i yeah i think it does me too it's really sick um okay so that was a general question. I'm not going to go... E- each of you ask a, an individual question, right? Okay. So, Jacob, but you'll go first, right? So, okay. like, obviously, you're the only member of the podcast not to have studied film in uni. Mm-hmm. I imagine you've learned some stuff that you didn't already know through just us talking in general. But I wanted to know, right, for you watching this now, because, like, when you're a film student, the, you just... the force you to just constantly think about the film elements of it. So okay. what's it like watching this film? burned into our brains. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> like you're, you're looking at all the stuff. You're like, oh man, that's a sick camera angle. I wonder if they did this, this. But like, what's it like watching this like casually? You know what I mean? Without that stuff. Go, like just being like, oh man, this is a sick sci-fi film. I'm going to enjoy watching this. Without Pretty constantly think like... I mean, yeah, that's, I, I suppose that's pretty much it. The only bit that I'm sort of aware of is how dark it is, like deliberately dark. Or like, whenever the alien shows up, it's deliberately dark to mask how shitty the suit looks. That's the only yeah. thing I think I'm really aware of is I'm like, oh, that's really dark. And yeah, it's dark to kind of add like suspense or it could be anywhere. But also you just you put it in these confined spaces. You never have it fully stretched out where you see all of it until right at the end yeah. and I think that at least the first time watching it I wasn't aware of that but the more I've kind of watched other films and watched films and had you guys talk to, well, talk to me about them I've kind of, when I was watching this again I'm kind of picking up on it more like oh that'll be done because of limitations of blah 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 but yeah, it's nice to not have to like have too much <laughs> mise-en-scene or whatever you said mm. ingrained in my head 
and just be thinking, all right, they're, they're walking down a corridor, all right, they're talking about this, or there's this thing, and they're just showing you stuff. You don't have to think, maybe this is a, a metaphor or a anything else. Yeah. It's yeah. quite relaxing. It's sort of pecking at your brain constantly. Like, you can hear yeah. a voice in your head being like, oh, I wonder how they did that in film. Whoa. Like, yeah. <laughs> I mean, it's, it's more apparent with other films. Sometimes I'll notice it in other films more so. Um, I'm trying to think of an example recently of something I watched. Knives Out. That that's that's got a lot of apparent. Well, I feel more apparent techniques and more visual things or something. Maybe I think I don't really know. Um, the alien is wasn't as obvious. It was a lot more easy to watch. I guess. Yeah. Well, yeah. Okay. Well, that's me. I just wanted to get like a because it, it's difficult watching a film for us without literally thinking about the, that type of stuff yeah like we're kind of like coded now mm. so it's interesting i love getting like the perspective of people who haven't got that in the head you know what i mean like for just kind of casual viewing like i don't know actually like, enjoying I was thinking, a film yeah like yeah. actually enjoy it without it's thinking nice. about the bloody lore behind it and being like oh well the story for this like oh Whale in Utani, I wonder what the background is there. You know what I mean? Stuff like that. I remember like when I was at home, I used to watch films like this, like Star Wars and things like this, with like my parents. And like me and my mum would be proper like in depth. Like me and my mum once proper tried to work out like how old Anakin is throughout the entire process of Star Wars. And my dad's just kind of mm-hmm. sat there like, why are you thinking about it this much? It's a film. <laughs> It's okay, literally yeah. not real. I mean, I, I don't know. That's a it's film like, studies thing. That just sounds yeah, like a no, fucking not, no. nerd thing. <laughs> yeah, that, that that one is. Yeah, but that's that's the example. Yeah. Imagine that, but like on a film, film related stuff. That's the level. Oh, it's it like saying, of, oh, why is why is the door red? You go, it, it doesn't, yeah, it's just yeah, a red door. A good just, mm. Yeah. Okay. Well, yeah, exactly. Yeah, like they're not doing it to fit. They're doing it to scare you. They're not doing it to try and send a message. You know what I mean? It's mm-hmm. not like a, gotcha. a message on communism or whatever. You know what I mean? Like mm-hmm. it's the seventies. Get over it, bro. Anyway. Uh, well, there, there we go. That was Jacob's question. So let's go to the next one. So I think Sam is the next one. Okay. So obviously this film is insanely influential sure. to a point. Like you can see the influences in so sci-fi, obviously mostly, yeah. but you were saying before about corridors. Obviously, this isn't the first thing to do sci-fi corridors. Like you got you Star Treks. Doctor Who's really bad for sci-fi corridors. Yeah, but this is very. When you watch like sci-fi horror films, you see a lot of corridors now, and you see a lot of stuff being influenced. Basically, my whole point is this influenced a lot of films. But like, my question for you is right. How influential do you think this was for like video games? Like Ooh. how many games do you like would how many games do you think we would either not have or they would be completely different if it wasn't for this film? A quite an astonishing amount actually. Uh, I think the yeah. ob- the the most obvious example is the direct alien games which well, yeah, bring obviously, up, obviously. Yeah, yeah. Um but like horror games it, in general of like Alien Isolation is a really excellent game. Uh, but it's it using mechanics from Amnesia, Amnesia the Dark Descent, you know, which is probably stealing from something else that I can't even fucking think of anything of. Way before we could even really efficiently do like first person games, like point and click adventure games, we, uh, 
adding in horror elements where yeah people enemies would be hiding in rafters and places you you'd never even think to look and they'd burst out at you and and, and give chase and i i think it, this movie probably is influential to a ridiculous degree to an almost incalculable degree yeah um there is so much of like there's there's games that aren't even remotely the same genre that uh incorporate similar designs i'm pretty sure there's references to alien in indie games like enter the gungeon the one that's really obvious to me there's a game called bro force which i don't know if any of you have ever seen any of uh, it sounds oh. familiar yeah bro force is, is a- that like the side scrolling like shoot them up you like knock yes. off um it's american uh, heroes it's- and stuff yeah. yeah yeah so so like every single action hero you can think of is in this game somewhere including a version of ripley and when they added ripley they added a bunch of levels where you more or less just directly fight hundreds of xenomorphs um it i don't know like that's a really big question and i think the best answer i can give you is that while i can't tell you the number i think it's had an overall positive effect on the way video games are made yeah. i think it's the best thing you can do is to go that was scary for me to watch how much more like how much more effective would it be for me to be involved to use all the same ideas you don't need to change any of the ideas because they're all just there just make it happen to the player instead of being a passing observer and yeah i think video games are uh, if they have pulled from this which i think they have are better overall as a result yeah well because i was thinking about it and there's certain games where you can like you said, yeah, there's ones that kind of use it as an influence that are completely different genres, but there's ones that are the exact same genre that kind of, you can you can basically, just, like you strip away the elements that are in the game and you just see Alien. Yeah. And the one I think most obvious is Dead Space. Yeah, Dead Space is Dead an excellent Space example. Is, yeah. is Alien, but with zombie They even have instead. that egg in Dead Space. Yeah, yeah. exactly. <laughs> it's so, but the, the problem, the thing with it is though, like, there's that whole argument about, you know, like, like the whole thing with Tarantino, everyone's like, oh, he just steals from other films. There's nothing really wrong with that, is it? You know what yeah. I mean? Like, Dead Space, it's, yeah, fair enough, it's taking the mechanic, not mechanic, but taking the kind of being chased around a spaceship by an alien thing from Alien, but it's put it into the game and it just makes it so good. Yeah, there's a fine line like, bet- bet- between ripping something off and being influenced by it. And even if you wear your influences exactly, yeah. on your sleeve, if anything, that's better because it's saying, it's saying straight up, yeah, this is where we got these ideas from. It's really cool, but we've added another element. Like Dead Space yeah. has got its cre- like creative monster designs. One of the things that I think is really cool yeah. with Dead Space is how you're told it's not aliens necessarily, but it's zombies. Like that's the kind of coding of Dead Space. Yeah. Uh, but you're forced not to make headshots, or at least not the way you would normally do so. And that's a yeah. really nice, like, little you, like, encourage extra you. thing. Yeah. So like it's, it's like, lens, isn't it? Yeah. It's all the things you remember from Alien and other zombie stuff, but like in with a fresh new twist that gives it this really cool creative edge. And I think, I think yeah. if you're going to, yeah, that, there's nothing wrong with that. And if anything, that should be celebrated. Everything, yeah. every, we're at the point now in 2020 where every story has been told thousands of times you yeah. can't cre- you you cannot create wholly new ideas you're going to be influenced somewhere be oh, yeah. proud of what's influenced you yeah like it's it you know like there's yeah there's a difference between like literally influencing and then just ripping off mm-hmm. that's the good thing that's like when i asked you the question like do you like what games wouldn't be around without alien i feel like dead space 
it's one of those games that maybe maybe wouldn't be around if Alien didn't exist. Yeah. It would ex- exist on some level, but it wouldn't. I don't think it would look anything like the one. Certainly we have. wouldn't have the like really extreme industrial visual well, aesthetic. Yeah. You know, even down to that like Isaac's of, armor, which just feels like rusty plating. You know, like yeah, that's directly like, from this, really. Well, I've seen the thing. I mean, I've, I mean, I think I've told you all, all all the story about like Ridley Scott. I, like, I can't. I didn't actually check my source on this, so this could be made up that I've made up over the years. But I'm I'm like ninety percent sure that I read this when I was researching it. So I read a thing saying that Ridley Scott, he was making a film like a sci-fi film, and he was yeah. But then Star Wars came out, and he kind of. He looked at Star Wars and he loved like the used kind of universe that it was going. Like, because up until that point, the only stuff they really had was like 2001 where everything's nice and clean and shiny and stuff. Whereas he f- saw this thing and he saw Star Wars and he was like, right, the film I'm making is never going to be as good as that. So let's do something else. And the, he then, um, I think, I don't, I don't, that then led him to the script for Alien. And he was like, right, we could do that with this. So that, that, that kind of, if anything, that's influence right there. Not being directly thingy, but... Yeah, 100%. Like, Alien could have looked I've completely different if it wasn't for Star Wars. I was just about oh, to yeah. say, I'm pretty sure I've heard this, so yeah, it probably yeah, is true. Oh, yeah, there they go. Well, yeah, so that's... that's. I might have heard it from you, but I have heard it. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. It could have been you. <laughs> but yeah, like... Alien, we're talking about how influential Alien was, but Alien was inspired yeah. by like Star Wars, and then Star Wars was inspired by bloody Flash Gordon. You know yeah. what I mean? Like it just keeps on going back. Like all these films that are so original, they're not really, are they? But yeah, there you go. Video games, good stuff. Dead Space. I just wanted to mention Dead Space. Dead Space is such a good <laughs> game. I really wish they brought it back. It's so good. Um, and then, okay, so this is my last question, and it's for you, Amelia. Go on. Um, so this film has probably one of the most famous movie posters mm-hmm. in the history of film. Yes, yeah, the xenomorph egg with the black background with the famous tagline, in space no one can hear you scream. You know, mm-hmm. it's a classic. Amazing. It's like up there with like the Star Wars poster and the, yeah, the Pulp Fiction poster, which is in every single student house on the, in the country, <laughs> um, along with a train spotting poster. Um, so my question is, right... Like, how do you think this poster for like, especially for people who are making like the alternative movie posters today, mm-hmm. like, how do you think it's like affected the way that posters have like gone forward mm-hmm. and like how they like kind of make their posters? I think what this, because like you say, what you got to think about this is the original poster design for this felt like a teaser poster where you've got a lot of like a lot of dead space, a eh, and like negative space. <laughs> And then just a nice. thing and some words and like that was that was that was your teaser poster coming soon logo of the film da 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 and then then they kind of bring out this one which is literally like you say the, the greens the like literally dark black space that amazing tagline in space no one can hear you scream like instantly they're not having because you got to think a lot of obviously posters back then were hand drawn. They didn't yeah. slap the face of Sigourney Weaver, Weaver or these people. They didn't slap the faces on the front. Instantly, they don't, they're like, we don't care about who, who the stars of this film. Like, we want you to look at this fat egg 
and this whole idea of in space no one can hear you scream and be, be terrified and that's quite a bold move because back then you were trying to like you've got to think trailers today we watch a trailer a thousand times over on the internet and then you watch a guy completely break it down everything you missed in the da 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 trailer so but you've got to think back in the day you'd see a trailer once before a movie and that was yeah. it so yeah, walking out and of you, the you cinema, don't, you'd only see it like at the beginning of another film exactly as well. so instantly you kind of forget about it or you yeah. go oh yeah that was quite good so walking past the cinema or walking through a cinema lobby to go see another film you'd be like oh yeah yeah that, that's coming out soon that looks good so they would push stars look at this it's a rom-com look at this it's a period drama like posters very much they are there it's marketing material it's there to make you go and see a film so yeah. it's a really bold move to be like, right, well, we're going to slap not a lot on our poster because that's the point of the film. It's a suspenseful, well, com- come and see what happens. You don't want to know what's going to happen, but, like, you're going to come and watch it anyway. And, like, that is kind of... And no one's been able to replicate that, if you get me, in the sense that, like, there's a lot of good posters where, like, look at the Jurassic Park poster where it's just logo Jurassic Park. Yeah. Things like that a lot of stuff in the 80s is that thing and a lot of lot of those now are worth a lot of money and are so popular because of things like nostalgia um and i think nostalgia has a big part to play in why these films do so well but like you say this this poster i will tell you is worth a fucking bomb if you can <laughs> find an original like it's insane um but yeah i i think this basically led people to realize that a poster doesn't have to have everything on it you just give people a hint and you give people a reason to want to like come back and a reason to want to yeah. go and see it. So yeah, I think this changed the game for posters quite a bit really. So just inspiration all around then is what we're saying for this film. 100%. Every aspect of this film is just inspirational because it's I mean, so fucking I good. I mean, like when you brought it up, the first thing that I thought was that, because the big, you mentioned alt movie posters. And when I think of an alt movie poster, if I try and like, if, if I was to just use one word to describe the majority of designs, I would use the word minimalist. Mm-hmm. And that's the same word I would use for the alien poster. You know, it's, it's again, it's not necessarily like a, the originator of the first one to do, but kind of like, oh shit, that probably turned some heads. You mm-hmm. know, that probably made people rethink about yeah. how you structure something like that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's good. Yeah. Yeah, there you go. That's Alien. That's my, <laughs> hey. that's my whole episode. Nice. There chat. we go. See? I like that. That was good. It that did good. heavily feel like uh, you were skewing us all to be extremely positive about it and give it all high scores. So maybe I'll give it a zero just to say fuck you. Oh, you know. But we'll have to find out as we go through one by one, giving any final thoughts we have on the movie and then each individual giving a score out of 10 and then I'll use maths to see where it ranks on the list for the best to worst movies of all time. Amelia, kick us off. Cool. So, yeah, this is the first time I've properly seen this film, um, and so I'm not going to be able to give it a majorly high score, um, just because I've not seen it enough, and obviously I, I haven't done enough research and looking into it, like say, as much as you guys have. But it's a good film. Like you say, this is, like, Wrigley Scott's very good at taking something that's a low budget and essentially making it cult. Like, he, he creates a lot of subgenres, which is pretty amazing for the guy. Um, but, yeah, so for me personally, I think it's good. It's a interesting story it is a bit slow so i think that affects it a bit but sometimes as my dad would say you want a slow film you want to stick something on and just watch it so to be fair this is a good movie for certain situations and you know so for me personally i'm gonna have to give it an eight nice jacob real quick i 
could have sworn, Amelia, when you tried to say Ridley Scott, I thought you said Wiggly Scott. Like a little Wriggly wiggle. Scott. <laughs> like the, um, Wiggly Scott. W- wiggly Scott. Well, Wrigley's is Wiggly the, um, isn't that the gum brand? Yeah, a Maybe Wrigley Scott. <laughs> oh, yeah. Um, but anyway, I, this film is brilliant. I love it. Um, I don't know how much what more there is to say about it, really. It's fantastic. Yeah, it's can be slow but I don't think when I was watching it I was sat thinking this is a bit slow I, I never really got that impression it was always all they have to do is get off the ship and blow it up but everything that happens happens for a reason and it adds suspense and adds everything else I don't know I love it um, I'm going to give it a 9 nice fair that's very fair Joe? Yeah. I mean I save this thingy for like films that I really love because oh man I fucking love this film like I I'm gonna give it a 10 because I love it I'm, I, I forgot I didn't actually say yeah I'm gonna give it a 10 because <laughs> oh god I love this film so much like I've watched this probably as much as I watched like when we did the Pirates of the Caribbean episode I said the same thing about that I've probably watched this just as much as I've watched that like I've watched it count, like countless times it's, yeah I love it I love it so much so yeah I'm gonna give it a 10 fair that's totally fair yeah, uh, I'm a big fan of this movie. I, I mentioned when we did... I know this is more of a slasher than a horror, but uh, yeah, I don't know. Are they, are they the same? I don't know. I, I'm sure like horror nerds would absolutely come down on me on that, but like they feel like they're kind of adjacent. But I've mentioned before when, we, when we've done The Witch, when we've done The Shining, that I'm not really a big fan of horror as a genre, to be honest with you. Uh, I mentioned in The Shining that usually I hit a point of no return where it stops making me scared anymore. And usually that's when it starts making me laugh. Alien did make me laugh unintentionally twice. Uh, one of them was the Wah! moment. And uh, <laughs> yeah. the other one was, uh, Jacob, you informed me this was part of the director's cut, not the main cut. The scene where the xenomorph oh, yeah. absolutely bashes Jonesy out the way for seemingly no other reason other than oh, to, yeah, just like, <laughs> other, other than to yeah. basically make you go, it feels like, you know, like in like old school theater, I was supposed to go, boo. it's the villain he's evil Uh, that being said despite making me laugh at those two moments um, this film got it kept me the whole way and it's always got me and it's um, it's very well done I'm not a fan of this genre but I am a fan of this movie um, it's yeah. got excellent uh, production design. It's got really interesting like filmic qualities. It's, it's shot really well. Um, one of the things regarding Jonesy, it's weird because Jonesy is a really underplayed element of the movie, but I think a very effective one um, because he's not only used as like um, a jump scare substitute where they think the scenes where they think they're going to encounter the alien and Jonesy comes out. What that's subtly telling you is that Jonesy can get in the same places that the Xenomorph can, right? Which is yeah. why at the end of the movie, when Jonesy's in the escape pod with Ripley and you didn't actually see him get there, it's a, l- a subtle way of telling you if this got on the ship and you didn't notice, yeah. maybe something else did. Do you know what I mean? It's a really, yeah. really effective use of something that you think of as being innocuous because it's just a cat. You know, you, so, you I mean, don't think it's... in your house, Sam. <gasps> holy shit <laughs> this is why my cat's warning me about the xenomorph um, yeah it's, I, think it's, I think it's really really effective and I think I probably would give this movie full marks if it wasn't for the fact that I am not a big fan of horror and ultimately I wouldn't choose to watch this movie over a lot of other movies it's so close to being there and it's a really personal decision that I'm giving it a 9 instead of a 10 um, so enough. 
That gives us an overall rating of 90 out of 100, meaning oh, I have to ask you all, there's only one movie involved in this, it's very high. Um, Amelia, do you prefer Alien or do you prefer American Animals? Oh, I forgot we rated that so high. Yeah, we were oh, all very man. impressed I'm, with that movie. I'm good at picking good movies, you know what I mean? <laughs> <laughs> good God, kiss your own ass, why don't you? Um, <laughs> okay, if I had to pick one out of the two, I'm going to go for the one which I think personally has been a bit more influential for cinema, and that'll be Alien. That's a fair choice. Jacob? I'm going to go with Alien as well. I love a good sci-fi movie. Joe? I mean, I'm going to go Alien. Like, I liked American Animals. I was very shocked by how much I enjoyed that film. But, yeah, I mean, it's Alien. Yeah. It's better. Alien's better. I love Alien so much. Yeah, I'd give it Alien as well. Clean sweep. Uh, like, American Animals is a stunning movie. Like, I wouldn't say that's a knock against that movie that it's lost to Alien. Oh, no. You know, like, to it's, Alien, it's a good yeah, one. It's a, uh, which the part that it's being compared is, like, a mad thing. In it, know, yeah. Like, <laughs> and Vertigo's yeah. at the bottom. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> It's mid-table, all right, you know. Uh, where is it? Where is it, Vertigo? I've forgotten. Let's have a seat. Uh, Vertigo is number 33. It's quite... It is quite Oof. fun. Okay, no, that, that is quite low, isn't it? I thought it was more than linked than that. I'm pretty sure um, Scooby-Doo is higher. <laughs> <laughs> so that places Alien as the third greatest wow. movie of all time Man. in between American Animals and just below The Empire Strikes Back. What's number one? Number one is Back to the Future, part one. Uh, all right, that enough. makes sense. That's a pretty um, solid 80s top three. Yeah, I think I would have yeah. picked Alien over Back to the Future, though, to be fair. Yeah, it's weird when you, when you like, ask them like, side by side, but uh, we all loved uh, Back to the Future that much. So yeah. that brings us to the part of the show where we find out what we're going to be watching next time. So it's October. We're hitting spooky season. I assume that's why you've picked Alien, a bit horror, but getting us going. So, I uh, didn't know. Oh, well, fair, fair enough. enough. It's worked it, out. It's worked out. Very convenient, yeah. With that in mind, I want to watch Space Jam. You son of a okay. bitch. You bastard. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, fair enough, but... I mean, yeah. uh, it's got... God damn it. It's got monsters in it, you know? So, uh... Oh, uh, no. <laughs> well, uh, we shall resume our spooky viewings after next week, folks. <laughs> I don't know, man. This is like a bit before Looney Tunes are on, like, you know, I mean, parts of that looking movie are like scary. breathing machines. That. That's pretty intense, you know. Didn't need to see that. Right, yeah. So <laughs> thanks very much for watching this episode about Alien. Let us know what you think about the movie and the episode in the comments down below. If you've been watching us on YouTube, also feel free to give us a like and a subscribe. If you've been listening to us on your favorite podcasting apps, also hit that button. Uh, and if you want to find us on either or, just search for the Outtakes Movie Podcast. You can also uh, contact us via email using the Outtakes Movie Pod at gmail.com if you want to just send us mm -hmm. anything. Uh, also check us out on Twitter and Instagram at The Real Outtakes. Thank you very much for watching and join us next time. Everybody get up. It's time to slam now. Can't wait. <laughs> Welcome to the jam. I want to slam. <laughs>